This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just be sitting up there jacked. I'm there for the pack out. You just got to pack me in committed to the boat early on like i love getting close and putting up you cover a range of stuff on here too right like we call this the uh, the thp world headquarters you know my grandpa roy weatherby i came into like that golden little pocket where there was like four or five different bowls just you're canadian we're doing yeah, a canadian I... podcast my name's douglas Bowes. i'm robbie denning Welcome to uh time to start renoing the basement I yeah, I know what anything. that's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got lots of stuff going on right now. So, yeah, it's done. So, man, how long was it after we talked with Ashley that you got your buck? Uh, it was just a couple of days, actually, because I think we recorded it on a Tuesday night or something like that. And then it was I'm pretty sure, unless it was a Thursday, another Tuesday or Thursday, and I went out. I think I got mine on Friday. What a grind, though, man. Even yeah, though... we recorded on a Thursday. Okay, so it was sure next... you got it the next day. The next day. And that's funny because we talked about not giving up and just oh. pushing through and going through the grind, and then eventually it all makes sense. Yeah, my whole morning was... It was so did you go up for the whole day? Yeah, I got him probably around, well, I'd say noon or one o'clock something like that and honestly generally speaking depending on where i'm hunting that's almost when i see most of i'd say 90 percent of my deer is in between 10 and 2 it's not really? first thing in the morning and it's not that i don't see them then but if i'm counting like majority of the deer in that it's actually midday when the heat's out there the sun's out especially that i i kind of see them walk like white tail deer or all deer yeah white tail so what kind of when you're hunting whitetail, are you sitting in a blind or are you just doing like still hunting? I'm, 
uh, I'm doing mostly, I'd say mostly still hunting. Um, a lot of the places that I hunt whitetail around here, there's, there's too many hunters around here to put a blind out, um, that, that you can leave for like a week or two, let the deer get used to it. If you got kind of an area, I guess, unless you're way, way, way in the back country, you're pretty confident, but we've got a ton of hunters around here. So I don't think I'd ever feel, I don't think I'd ever feel safe enough to leave a blind actually out in the bush, even though that would be optimal. So this last year I bought, well, I uh, mean, it's worked out like, Oh, you got a dandy buck this year. Last year, did you get that other good buck or was it the year before? It was the year before or the year before that. I can't remember. I, yeah, yeah, I usually have fairly good. No, last year was, remember we were sitting in the cold. It was minus 20, 24, and even colder in December. Still didn't get anything last year. Right. So it would have been just before that. But you wait till I'm usually in them, so to speak, for, it's just a matter of, uh, of weather conditions a lot of the places i go into are like a you know kilometer and a half two kilometer hike in and i'm not saying it's anything extreme or anything like steepness or anything like that but that's where the snow conditions really you know the snow's great when it's soft and fluffy and for tracking and that but last couple of years by the time i get out we've just had some wonky weather where it all freezes like it gets wet mm-hmm. and then it freezes and every step you take is Fuck, you're just pretty much announcing to everything out there that you're coming in. So yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of times that like point. that. I just, yeah, I'll push hard for a lot of those spots where I, you know, I've hunted them hard. So I kind of know where the deer are usually coming through, usually. And I'll just power through those areas and uh, I'll, I'll set up something or I'll hide in front of a tree or something like that. I, I bought a, a half blind this year. It's like just a little pop-up thing. And it's pretty handy. It's I don't know, maybe two feet high, I think. And it mm-hmm. folds kind of around you. You can, you know, put it in different yeah. shapes or whatever. Yeah, and you tuck down behind it. Yeah, and I just sit behind it and, you know, still even sitting down when I raise my bow up, I can shoot just fine too with it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I've used those for turkey hunting, never for deer hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was using that all year for, for deer, moose, and elk actually, and it worked pretty good. So lots and lots except, of super except for your encounters. Moose. Except for my moose and, and, and so, my elk. So I, another funny story here while we're on the topic of um, just grinding through. So Jim, um, my brother Jim, he had a moose draw finally this year in Alberta. So did I send you the picture of his moose? No, and neither did he actually. Here, I'm going to send it to you right now. Um, but so same thing with him. He he struggled like big time this year trying to get a moose just they had no like he had some permission he had some permission to hunt in some areas but most of alberta especially in the mid mid alberta where he is there's not a lot of public land to hunt so you need a lot of permission so um he had some permission to hunt on few lots, but uh, not a lot. But so he just grounded out, and um, it was his last day. I talked to him the day before, and he's like, "Man, I last day for a moose. I got to go out." And I'm like, "Yeah, you got to go out. You never know." And sure enough, ten o'clock in the morning, he got a moose. That's awesome. So yeah, he was sending me pictures throughout the season and everything, and yeah, checking in on me and all that kind of stuff. So we we're 
You must. So how long ago did he get that one then? What did you? He say? got that on the thirtieth. Okay, that was the last day of his moose draw. Wow. But like he had, oh I think it opened September fifteenth. And but it, it was yeah. it's kind of the same. It's it set up really well in terms of like archery and and rifle season. So the big, first good chunk of that hunt is archery. Okay. So he was going out with his bow and he had called one in during the rut and he got it to 25 yards. He just pulled his, he drew back to a little too early and the moose could see some movement behind the bush he was hiding behind and just stopped and never exposed himself to make a shot. And then took I, off. So I remember that story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do you do? Right. It's, yeah. It's tough. It's, ex- it's exciting, but, but you never know. That's why you always got to go. And I know with like my moose, man, it was the second to last day. And I've had a lot of hunts where it's like second to last, you know, last day, second to even last year. I mean, unfortunately that whitetail, um, it snowed. I wasn't able to retrieve him, but still I think that was like You're on the 18th it. or something and it closes on the 20th. So, um, yeah, no, you got to just keep going, man. Especially when you put as much that much time in, it's like, man, if you oh. give up, then it seems like it's all for nothing. Well, that's what I was telling a few few of my buddies too that were, you know, they're busy with kids and all that kind of stuff. I'm different than you, and their their time's a lot. It's a lot more limited than, let's say, what I have access to. And there's a couple times you're like, oh, I don't know if I just want to go out for this couple hours. I'm like, dude, <laughs> just think of all winter long. You're gonna be sitting there like. Oh, I wish I would have gone out or, you know, Joe Blow from your neighbor down the road's like, oh yeah, I just went out and last minute driving got one. It happens all the time. And you yeah. know you're gonna know the people and then you're gonna be kicking yourself as like, <laughs> might as well leave it all on the table. And if you got two or three hours to even go for a drive, go for a drive. <laughs> just do it. I know. And that's yeah. Yeah. And, well, let's hear the story of yours. So let's just run me through because well, we were talking. That day you sent me the picture, I was out uh, with the boys. I took well, them out. Right. We went and set some, and then I got back, and then I was uh, was hitting you up. So I and I said, "Don't tell me. We'll save it for the podcast." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my my morning started out like the day before, actually, the day that we talked with Ashley and that. And I had I haven't I went to the spot or was going to go to the spot where I got my nice buck a couple of years ago. And I went out there and a couple of hunters had actually beat me to it. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'd go to a couple other places that are in the area. I plan them B and C. And I was like, all right, so I got to get there, you know, early, early in the morning. So I did that the next morning. I went back out and uh, I was sitting there and this area is pretty good. Once you're at a hundred meters off the road from the parking lot and start walking the deer, there's like three or four sets of deer, at least there used to be that used to walk in different directions, some east, west, some north, south. I have no idea why they just do it year after year after year. Anyway, so I, I go in there quite a bit's been uh, changed in there. Uh, they did some thinning in the area. It looks beautiful, but changed walking in there. Um, took my time getting in there. And the other group of hunters did come in as well. I was chatting with them and I told them where I was going to be. And they went in anyway, um, which is cool. They were super nice dudes and uh, still surprised they went in because it's a fairly small chunk. It's not like a huge, you know, mountainside or anything like that. So anyway, I walk in, I was like, this is where I'm going. Like, I'm not changing my mind. I was here first. (laughs) So I walk in about a kilometer and a half. And I shit you not, the last time I was in there, just before my buck that I got out of there, 
I always get busted on this one trail and it's like a 50 50 shot whether they're coming up it but it's a great spot i think i made it in 30 more feet this year <laughs> tails are up motherfucker <laughs> you can see the doe is taking off and i was like all right it's not a big deal this happened when i got my buck as well so i pulled out of there and then i headed back uh, down another way around because i wanted to get to the bottom it's closer to the wetlands and everything and uh so i went around this long ways and i'm just at the edge of the hill where it drops straight down to where i want to go sit and super super quiet a couple grunts and that here and there made a little bit of scuffling with my feet just like they do i'm standing glassing don't see anything i take two steps down the hill <laughs> busted second time by the by another group of white tails that were coming up the hill bigger so i don't know if one of them was a buck or not like it was substantially like body wise bigger mm-hmm. but i never got a look and i was like motherfucker i was like well i'm not getting to the bottom today so i pulled back up and i went to the top of the hill and i was like i'll just I'll sit back a couple hundred yards or whatever and let them come up because they're going to come up regardless mm-hmm. did a bunch of rattling it's like, whatever nothing nothing ended up transpiring did a big walk around just before i get to the truck blow up another deer and i was just oh like, fuck it was just a young spike anyway, but he stopped and looked at me and I was like, no, you're lucky, bud. A couple more points on you. My oh. hunt would be done because I'm I'm just done at this point. I'm mad. <laughs> but I was like, go go do your thing. Like, I thought you oh. were going to say you're lucky I'm not walking out as opposed to walking in. because. Of... Well, I was walking out. He was, only oh, about 100 y- he was only about 100 yards from my truck. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't have to pack you very far. <laughs> So I was just like, whatever, this place is, you know, I'd already blown everything up on this property. So I just hopped in my truck and I went way around this long ways um, just to go check out some logging cut blocks that were put in a couple of years back I hadn't been to. And uh, long ways around, made it up to one of my usual spots. Um, it was actually one of those spots I sent you pictures of earlier in the season that was really gnarly for mule deer and stuff. And uh Drove down one road and I was like, I've been seeing these, you know, six, seven does always crossing this one area all the time. It's like, I'm going to go sit and rattle in there. So I drove to the end. Everybody drives this road, turns around at the end and right back out. Never seen anybody park at the end and actually walk into the cup walks. So that's what I did. I walk up 50 yards up onto the bench here a little bit. You can't see any of this from the road and there's nothing but tracks everywhere. I've never seen that many deer tracks. I didn't think there's that many deer in the area. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Now, did you have a little bit of snow on the ground by then? Yes, I was high enough in elevation. Yeah, looking down, there was nothing. But right where I was, there was maybe two inches. Um, So luckily, that's where I was able to finally see some because everything down low, like we were talking about before, there was nothing to use. Was, right. I don't know what elevation I was at, but... Yeah, it is what it is. So I took advantage of it and I was like, I'm going to go sit right over there in that tree line. Looks perfect. Like easy shot. Can't see anybody. And I'm right in that tree line. I get 30 yards within that tree line. I'm still hunting my way into this. I didn't even see another white tail pops up, blows out of there, right? And it was sitting right where I was going to, you know, within 20 feet or 30 feet of where I was going to, I was going to sit in front of some bushes. Basically did the old, army 180 swing the leg around and start walking back to my truck and i you know again dejected it's like third fourth time now and we're talking within a couple of hours and 
I'm, I'm not a happy camper at the moment, but you know, fuck it, whatever. I don't see that happening. Oh man. So luckily enough, I drove out and I was like, oh, I'm going to hit the rest of these cut blocks. And if I see enough sign in one of the other ones, I'll hop out and again, to start hiking or whatever. Let's just say it kind of pissed me off to a point because when I got to the top cut block, right above the one I just got blown out of, see this deer in the, it, it kind of runs off a little bit. I'm like, oh, whatever. Start looking and drive up another, I don't know, a couple hundred yards. And I see some movement and there's just one doe getting chased by another one. I was like, oh, it must be a young buck. Look up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Looks like a nice three point. So I park. I'm about two, 240 yards out and I'm looking through the, the window and finally I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take that little three point. Well, he wasn't that little. I just thought he was, you know, a nice mm-hmm. three point anyway. I was like, I'm done. My luck. Were you just looking like me. through your, like, did you put glass just on through them? my binos? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. watch. Cause I just wanted to confirm. It was just, cause at 240, my eyes aren't the same anymore. <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's got a good body on him. Like he's big body. And I was like, oh, three point or not, whatever. I'm done. It's going to get cold here pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going home with this buck. I get out of my truck, look at him again, just to double check. And the doe lays down. And I'm like, oh, right on this. This guy's not going anywhere. I should grab my backpack out of my truck, lay down on the ground, prone. Like this guy's giving me all day. Mm-hmm. Set up, boom. And I look through my glass. I'm like, well, what the fuck is he doing? Still standing up. Like he hasn't even budged an inch. And I'm like, oh my God, my gun's off. I've got my gun sighted in for 200 yards. Like I'm good to 300 very comfortably. Yeah. And what? And he just caliber are you shooting? Uh, this is my 243. This this is oh, my yeah. it's yeah. an unreal tack driver. And yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, this is how instantly I am going to the negative. Be like, my gun is out. I can honestly say I've never, ever, ever missed an animal with this gun up to 300 yards, usually one shot draw. That's it. And I'm like, well, he ain't moving. The doe is still laying down, by the way. That's the funny part. I walk up another 50 yards. So I'm sitting right at my zero at 200 or so. I go on the bottom side of the road. There's a stump there. Put my bag on the stump. Thing's still looking at me. <laughs> Rest the gun. Take my time. This time he's quartering, quartering uh, to he, me a little bit. And I bang. And he kind of jumps. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He should be down in no time. And he goes, turns around, you know, a little hop. and Wanders up just into the tree line a little bit. And. I'm glassing, I'm glassing. I'm like, oh, he can't be far up there. He's just got to be bedded down up in there and he's toast. I was like, well, I'll keep an eye on, see what else is out there. Give him 10 minutes or whatever. I start glassing. He's like, oh, oh, there's that girl. You know, I've already scanned one way. And then I drop down with my glass and I'm like, motherfucker, well, there's the doe laying down there. What the hell did I just <laughs> see? And I go back up the hill. That son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the freaking buck. It went up into the tree line, then cut across. And then down a little bit. He went back to where the doe was. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're dead. Like you jumped. I hit you. I'm like, what the fuck? I've heard of deer jumping uh, strings, but never bullets. Well, and now it's like even more doubt. It's like, well, did I just scare the shit out of him with the shot and hit a rock underneath? Like, is my gun that far out? So I walk another 50 yards up. And now I'm going through. And this fucking deer is just still hanging out. And the doe. (laughs) And the doe hasn't moved an inch. It's just laying there. And I'm like, oh my God. 
I'm one of those guys I'm making fun of right now where you hear like <laughs> 10 freaking gunshots. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, you didn't take the time to check more. your gun. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys. So, yeah. So now I'm sitting at 140, put my backpack on this nice little log downside of the slope. And I, he freaking, uh, he's quartering or no, he's straight on me looking at me. And I was like, oh, he's actually got some fairly heavy beams on him but again he's like perfect with me so i can't actually count tines i'm just assuming it's a three take my time he's still looking at his doe doe doesn't even know i'm there i don't know how ah, jumps up in the air again and i'm like well fuck now you're dead like you're dead dead and it slowly goes off up into the tree line again which isn't very far and i'm texting evie and i'm like i'm gonna be a bit deer deer's gonna be down hammered him good didn't tell her about the other shots. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Well, I'm the doe is still laying down, by the way. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I was like, I'll just give it five, 10 minutes. I'm not one to push animals out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go hike up after it, drag it down to the truck. About 10 minutes goes by. I'm kind of just glassing to seeing what else is out there. And I see some movement right up by where I saw this thing, like lay down in the tree. And I'm like, you're fucking with me, right? <laughs> I've watched this thing. That's three shots now. This is three shots. And it works its way through the timber. And all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> it's fucking grunting all the way back. So now Dude. I'm like totally dejected. I'm looking at rocks and stuff like that. Like what the hell do I got to do to knock this thing down? Go out and hit it with a rock. So I get a tiny bit closer. I'm within 80 yards. I'm like, I'm going to wait till he jumps on top of her pretty much. She's like, I'm going to go to where my gun is so far out. I can't get so close. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So 80 yards. And I patiently watch this thing. Just grunting all the way back and forth, zigzagging, trying to find his doe. And finally he comes like right about, I waited till he was like 10 yards, like right on top of her. And then. I ended up shooting it dead square in the shoulder, which I never do. Like usually I try to avoid any meat loss, but I was like, no, this thing's got to go down. So I shot through right through the middle of one shoulder. And this time, I mean, he went 15 yards, ass over tea kettle, big flip. So that must've been the last bullet in your clip. Uh, I had, well, I only had three in there. So I just pulled one out. Like I've got one of those uh, neoprene things. So I just pulled an extra bullets out. Yeah. And the doe is still laying down, by the way, um, has not moved. This is four shots. My goodness. And I'm like, all right. So I go up and I hike, I get it, drag it down. You know, I'm thrilled. I'm pissed about my gun, but I'm thrilled. And uh, yeah, drag it down, get some photos. But I'm so, I didn't even take many photos because I was so mentally done from the season. I was just like, fuck it. I just want to get home, get this thing skinned out. Funny part of the story is. The funny part, okay. My gun isn't out. <laughs> I hit that son of a bitch. The first shot I missed, I I still don't know how. I hit that son of a bitch clean three times. Really? I got pictures because I knew nobody would believe me. But <laughs> but I got oh, pictures shit. of of two of my fingers in through the lungs. But I think one of them I only hit. I think I only hit one lung twice. And then the final shot, which was virtually broadside, took out both sides, which makes sense because when I did when I did gut it, I mean one one lung there was nothing; it was just like a puddle, and the other hmm. lung just looked like it'd been hit. 
but I sat there scratching my head and being like, I think I just shot the toughest buck in the Kootenays. He looked old. He looks old. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I wish I would have kept the bottom jaw. I ended up throwing it out. Oh, should have taken uh, some better pictures of the teeth mm-hmm. just like straight down. Um, but yeah, he's got some pretty good wear on his teeth and everything. And yeah, but man, talk about the desire to live from those whitetail. I just can't believe he kept coming back to that dough. He wanted that dough, man. He was, oh, he had man. one thing in mind. He didn't care how many holes he has in him. He was looking for one hole and that's it. Oh man, no shit. So the only thing I can contemplate is maybe I had some ammo failure. Like it didn't like. Did those bullets, were they passed through with those bullets? Every, everyone's always passed. Yeah, I've never actually had what one. What grain bullet are you shooting? A uh, hundred grain on the 243. Right. They freaking pound. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, weird. I mean. But, but I don't know. I've yeah. never had issues with them before, but that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I don't know. That's the same thing I shot my bear with. It's just yeah, animals. It's one of those things. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I put arrows through lungs. And those things went and laid down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy what they do. But anyway, so yeah, I, I felt a little better after I found out that, you know, still yeah, mad. No I, I missed the 240 shot because that's pretty much a chip shot too for myself. Um, just because I do practice that shot. But it is what it is, right? Like, Yeah, it's down. It's, it's in tough. your freezer now. Damn right. Drop some of it off. I got some. The hell do I got getting made up? Got some Italian sausage getting made up, Cajun bratwurst, some more pepperoni. Then I kept the back straps for some steaks. So, yeah. So what was that thing? Five much, by five? Yeah, six by five, because it had the double brow. With the brow tine? Yeah, with the yeah. brow tine. So beautiful. Yeah, um, it looks really good. Really dark looking. Yeah, that's my favorite part is how chocolatey is. So the temperature is going to warm up here. So I, I was going to do start on my Euro this weekend on mm-hmm. them, but it can be a pain in the ass when it's like minus eight, minus 10 using the pressure washer to clean some of them off and things are freezing up. So it's going to wait until yeah. uh, tomorrow he, or the next day. when it's He had double brow tines on one side, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That was the coolest part. I haven't seen that around here. Not yeah, in a long cool. time anyway. So we'll see. I think there was supposed to be a bigger one in the area from talking to a couple people. And I'm just bigger like, what? Whitetail? Yep. Sounds like yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a few. I mean, those there's always it always seems to be a bigger one. Just yeah. Whether he wants to show himself during the day. I I got lots of bucks on camera. Not a lot during the day. They're still really nocturnal. Oh really? Yeah. Even that new area that you set up? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I haven't been in there since rifle season shut down. So, um, like we talked about in the past, I mean, like December 1st is kind of when I consider the beginning of whitetail season. Yeah. I mean, you're a little late in the rut, but it just seems that the woods have calmed down so much and you have so, especially with this year, cause we have no snow. It's been warm. So many guys just ripping around. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes a big difference. It's, uh, there's tons of people in the area where I was. But they're yeah, all, tons. This they, year, there's been tons. I mean, we oh. literally like no snow. Last year, November second, we got two feet of snow where where I'm hunting. And this year, man, there's like no snow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because you had to get a snowmobile and everything to get around for your moose and stuff. Yeah, just to get around, like just to get into areas where you can even snowshoe. So, 
Yeah. And then we were talking about that, remember? And then I was had just found out this year. And I only found out this year because I don't have a snowmobile, but you know, we're not even allowed to use snowmobiles and hunt for hunting purposes around here in Region 4. So Region 4 has got some fucked up rules and regulations. I don't know why they're so off from the rest of the provinces. I don't know if it has anything to do with the caribou we no longer have, or I don't know what the deal is. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Who but knows? if I'm on, as long as I stay on the same roads that I'm driving, I don't see an issue. No, I, I don't. I'd have to go through the reg. The, like, yeah, I, I know, like, there's no real difference between a snowmobile and a side-by-side or ATV if you're just staying on the roads. Yeah. Like mine, I am terrible on a fucking snowmobile. If I get off the road at all, I'm no good. Like I'll, I've tipped mine over and fuck man. I just, I have to stay on a nice flat road. I can't do anything with it, but I just use it to get to where I'm going to go and then snowshoe in. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. We don't have any snow anyway to go snowmobiling here. No, this year it's been like, we, we had some snow there on Saturday morning. Woke up and there was snow. I was like, oh, nice. Today it's all rain. Really? So it might be snow in the higher elevations. You might be getting snow. I, I'd imagine we probably are. Which will make whitetail hunting a lot better. I'm actually, the boys are pretty excited. We're going to go out after this to go check some trail cameras. So pretty excited to see what's awesome. out there. And then next week, I'm going to go out and I'm just waiting for um, Stuckless there to Get his well, fucking meal deer down so we can get out and do some whitetail hunting. How many more days does he have? He's got till that... the 10th and he can't go this weekend. He's got some stuff, family stuff he has to take care of. And then gotcha. he's going out hard and then that's pretty much it. And then we're going to go out and we're going to, I told him we're going to have to put, you know, five or six days in at least. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty, uh... yeah, you're going to. Well, and, and that was like a bear hunt too. Hard. Yeah, our bear hunt, we. We had basically one full day, um, so it would have been nicer. Like, we would have definitely got it done if we had a little more time. But So we hunted the one night and then hunted a full day, and then it was another evening. So we just – you need a little bit more time to put stuff like that together, and he's got a lot going on. But I've told him before, I'm like, like we just need – for the whitetails, I'm like, we got to put a good four, five days in or, or longer if we're going to get it done, so – now, how do you guys plan on doing that? Is that all going to be uh, still hunting or where is it no, depend on where you're at? It's going to be blind hunting. Okay. Yeah. That's the only way just because of the camera guys. So yes. I think we're taking two camera guys with us and we're going to have a few blinds set up so we can split up rather than stuff us all on one, one little all your eggs in there. one basket then too. So yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, and by that time, I hope we get some snow and some cold weather, but uh We'll see, because you could just locate them onto feeding areas, right? So, yeah. Uh, but without snow, it's tough because there's feeding areas everywhere. Well, that'll be an interesting one. It'll be fun for you. Excuse me, fun for you guys to uh, to get out again. And you guys, yeah, talk- it'll be good. And then, uh, yeah, too, I got permission to go hunt that, to go hunt uh, fallow deer on Main Island. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So uh, we'll see what Where that's do you like. Got that? I don't think we chatted about that. Uh, Main Island. Fallow oh, deer. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. I'm sure I told you. You probably just weren't listening. Well, probably. Or my memory. It sucks. Your memory's gone? <laughs> That's probably. Oh, yeah. 
I can't remember yesterday. <laughs> Which is good for when you don't get a lot of animals. You just kind of forget about half the season. Yeah. Until you like well, I, I had, yeah, you just short-term memory. I had a really good year. Yeah, I got a white tail. And you forget yeah. about all the struggles and sufferers of the major moves. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of you guys are complaining about. <laughs> I'm sure your wife will remind you quite oh, frequently. Good Lord. Yeah, it hasn't stopped at all couple family dinners have pulled out one of our last moose rows from her moose like the first thing as soon as it was put on the table is i think she spouted off something along the lines of guys guys i just i just want to let you guys know i'm the provider here <laughs> pete had all season Dude. long and i'm the only one that can bring home the bacon like it just never stops oh dude it's gonna <laughs> go on for a long time like Oh, like it's gonna I go feel on for you, until, buddy. Well, it's gonna go on until till you get another till you get yeah. another moose draw, and it'll have to be bigger. What too. about it? Yes, or next year you drop an elk. That would be fantastic. Except she's already trash talking me that she's gonna go pick up a bow and she's gonna go kill an elk within the first couple of days. <laughs> well, you know the thing about that is when they start trash talking, you just start you just stop helping. There you go, hon. Good luck. Yeah. Here you go. Me, here's my might... old, here's a call and uh, here's <laughs> yeah. a tube and a read for you. Give her, you go that way. Which way you point, which way you're going to go and I'll go in the opposite direction. Let me know when it's loaded up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm already getting the, I'm already getting the bug to go elk hunting. I mean, I, oh, like I, I'm excited to go out for whitetails and I'm excited to like go out and see what's cruising around, but man, I'm already just getting an itch. That's go, awesome. To go elk hunting again. I got that. Uh, I think it was just a couple of days before we talked to Ashley there. I went out and checked a couple of cameras I had set up for whitetail. And I I haven't brought the card home. I just checked the screen on the camera. But man, there's a beauty bull elk on there. I don't know how big. He might be a five point, but he's like just beautiful. But I haven't, I haven't been seeing a lot of elk lately. So that kind yeah, of was just like, oh, yeah. September's not that far away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny, like I was telling, I think I told you I was cruising. I was going to this area where it wasn't far from where I missed that massive three point last year. Yeah. Um, And I was going in there actually with a trail camera to set up a trail camera. And I walk in and there's a rub, right? An old, I found this rub before and it's been there every year. It's just like, they just keep using it over and over again every year. And I find my trail camera from the year before. So I'm like, nice. So I go through the pictures and there's like 4,000. And I find some elk on there, some cows and a big bull. And it's in September. And I've never awesome. seen elk in that area before. That's so awesome. I was pretty stoked about that. And then also I have had a trail camera up in this one area for a really long time. And I've never seen elk on it. It's always been like bears or mule deer. And so the boys and I hiked up and it's quite a hike. Um. And we get to it, and then sure enough, I start going through the pictures, and two bull elk on it. Really? Yeah. What time of year? September. Oh, so fairly early. Yeah. But those are both two areas where I've never seen elk. Hmm. That now, I have. You know, it's just nice to have an extra card in your back pocket. And you know, last year because of my hip, I was forced to hunt a little closer than I normally hunt 
And, you know, I got that six by six out of there. And so, man, like now I'm feeling really confident, you know, I've got, you know, some, some good spots. It's just a matter of which, you know, making sure that there's going to be a six point in there, which is generally a lot of the time it's the hardest. It's yes. the hardest because um, we have a six point antler restriction. And like last year, that, that real big herd bull was a five by five. And I've, I've, it's happened before where you get the, five by fives running around and they're they're pushing the herd so now you not seeing elk in these areas before are they close enough to any other areas that maybe they've been just kind of pushed in the area from, yeah they're not know, far i mean hunters? i mean in the area where i am there's elk at basically everywhere but it's just like ridges valleys gotcha um that you you know I, i've hunted in those areas before and i've never seen elk never seen elk sign and all of a sudden it's like wow there's some elk moving through here now so it could be you know, maybe there's more elk and they're, they're spreading up during the, they're spreading, breaking off more during the rut. So you got, you know, historically you would have had one bull pushing 20 or 30 cows. Now you've got two bulls pushing half of those cows or a little bit more, right. Or 20, 20 each type of thing. Yeah. Uh, who knows, but yeah, no, I'm excited, man. And I'm, I'm just That's pumped. Good. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm already eyeing up like, I'm already thinking about next fall and just yeah. shooting my bow more. I haven't been shooting it a whole lot because I've been just trying to get everything done around here. And now with my reno, I'm looking at it and being like, oh, I got enough room to shoot my bow on, you know, in the house. So I can shoot yeah. it like when it's cold, cold, and I don't want to outside. And it's just, now it's like, oh yeah, there's hunting season and there's getting ready for next hunting season yeah That's it's been a real struggle for me yeah it's been a real struggle for me too to shoot my bow i've been running home from work early working on the addition and then yeah. still trying to get the last 15 minutes of light and it's fucking tough it's like four o'clock it's dark oh yeah yeah you can't get a lot nuts. done yeah it's crazy so and my garage is a lot shorter now because i had to split it in half because half of it's getting is going to get basically torn up but i mean it is what it is well at least i guess i could shoot in the backyard now. i still get 30 yards in the backyard yeah that's all i'm hoping for in the basement here too you know i got like seven eight yards kind of deal and just to get those reps in just so it's not like i'm starting fresh yeah know, come april or whatever yeah so i was like, telling why it wouldn't so when i'm doing this addition because i'm gonna have it dug up and i'm, I'm gonna stick some power out to along the fence line yeah and i'm gonna set up some spots so we can shoot like light it up so we can shoot when it's dark that's cool yeah yeah it's all about yeah i just find even having sometimes four or five days off and i go to pick up my bow and it's that first pullback and it's like all right well, it felt it felt good but yeah i can definitely feel that it's been a couple days oh yeah it's perishable it. for sure and like even like throughout like if you look at how accurate you are with your bow at say like end of july yeah as opposed to the end of november like i noticed like my grouping yes you know like my grouping at 40 yards i mean but like to be honest my grouping at 70 yards is probably just as good as it is at 40 yards but like my grouping at 40 yards right now i'm like jesus but i mean like i'm shoot. you know it's it's, it's just not getting the reps in like it is what it is yeah yeah, I think this year I'm going to focus, obviously, a lot more on my long, longer distances just to make the shorter distances chip shots again. But 
think I'm going to do a lot of emphasis on holding and just pushing my body to stay as still as possible for as long as possible, just for mm. those, those moments where you have to draw at a certain time, or you're going to get busted. And then whatever animal you're after doesn't do what you want them to do. And they're hung yeah. up. And I'm, I think I'm going to put a lot of emphasis on that this year, just that overall strength. Yeah. That's, I do that it. constantly. I'll hold for two minutes sometimes and just hold it full draw and then just let her go. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm doing a lot of sitting and shooting. Just because it's, you know, just reenacting being in a blind. Well, I saw Wyatt doing that on that one Instagram reel that he posted and everything. Yeah, I got him doing that. I'm like, dude, you got to shoot like you're sitting in a tree stand or you're sitting in a blind. Yeah, what a difference. And we noticed that, like, we did that one one shot at uh, the Bighorn 3D shoot where you you were supposed to sit in the chair. I think it was Mm -hmm. on course A, the first one. And you'd be amazed at how many people came back to us and are just like, we never practiced this. Like it was super tough. And we're not talking like a chair that's six, six inches off the ground or anything. We're talking like a regular chair that you would sit in at the dinner table kind of deal. But when you don't practice it, man, it's hard. Like it's, there's a lot of core strength going into there. You know, yeah, like you're, yeah. you're using different muscles <clears throat> that you don't normally have to. And it's, yeah, I practice all those weird shots. A lot of the time I'll go on one foot, like, like lean down. I, I, don't practice them as much as I should. You know, when we were talking to Brian there, he was talking yeah. about like, man, that's, he'll just spend his whole session shooting like that. And really, yeah, I like uh, one of my spots that I'm able to practice in. We've got like a big dirt pile and everything. So I like standing on the edge of that. Cause it's just like standing on the edge of a, you know, mm-hmm. a hillside or mountainside or whatever. And you got to be able to balance differently, different footing, different, whatever but you still got to feel confident when you pull back that shot. It's the yeah. Last thing you need. One thing, interesting thing, when we had Corey on, he talked about laying down, drawing his bow back and sitting up and shooting. And he's laying down really. Yeah. Well, I mean, like That'd in Alberta, tough. when you're hunting in those areas, a lot of your stuff is like, you're crawling through that, that grass. You don't have any cover. So you're basically snaking it through that grass. Grass. You got to lay on your back, draw your bow and sit up and shoot. Man, that would be he talked one. about that. He talked about practicing that a lot. I remember when we had Sam Davis on, he talked about his bull he got was the same scenario. He had to basically belly crawl in there. And then he was laying on his back and he could see the bull coming. He drew back, sat up and shot. Yeah. And he comes down to like he talked about training and stuff. Corey talked about training and, you know, just making sure you have the ab strength to do that. Because, I mean, if you can't do a sit up, and I'm not talking like a regular sit-up. Like, try length flat and then just lifting half your body up. It's not easy to do, especially at full draw with a bow. Well, and your bow's probably going to be possibly eight pounds or so by the time you get all your accessories on. Well, seven mm-hmm. pounds or whatever. So now put that, yeah, that extra weight in front of you. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. Yeah. Might, might have to Good try that. those things, though. Yeah, me too. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. So, but uh, no, it's going to be good. Excited to excited to get out and get some whitetail hunting here. Um, we're going to set up. Uh, we're going to set up a tree stand closer to town. Why it's why he's got another whitetail tag, so he can get uh, he can get a doe actually. Nice. So he wants to try to get a doe with his bow. Try to get those to get after a... school and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So possible. we're just basically. After school, we can go sit in the tree stand for an hour. Awesome. 
um, to see if we can get it done. So he's been working on that. We went to, he started, he joined uh, at the fishing game club. They have an archery club. So we got him into doing that last Tuesday was his, was his first, um, his first session. And they've got, you know, they've got tournament archers down there that have gone to like, you know, they've, they've gone to the nationals and stuff like that. So we're sitting there, he gets to the line and like, right away they're like well how how much poundage is white shooting i think i'm like i think he's shooting 42 pounds and they're like really i'm like yeah 42 pounds are like oh seems a lot and he starts shooting they're like okay well obviously he can handle it i'm like well if he wants to shoot a deer he's gonna have to shoot that much and they're like man he's got really good form we've been shooting i'm like he's just been shooting at the house um and everything was good from the waist up okay waist down they're like yeah he needs to work on his his footing i'm like well i'm like i'm just a bow hunter i'm not a tournament hunter i mean i can group good at you know i could throw a four or five inch group at 100 yards but i mean most of my shots i could like my footing that never really makes a difference because it's always changing you're never going to get that perfect footing or almost never, never. You never will like never. Like, I mean, well, I shouldn't say never, but like I've never gotten it. Um, so I, I have not like my footing is something I never really pay attention to. And it's always like, I'm changing. Like I'll, you know what I mean? Like I'll keep my feet together, stand on one layer, like put most of my weight on one leg. And like, you know, I I don't really ever pay attention to my footing ever because I'm not never standing at a line. Yeah, waiting for the whistle to go to shoot at a target. So he, they said he needs to work it, but they said like his top half, his form is perfect, and they're pretty excited. Awesome. They're like, "Well, we're we got the BC provincial tryouts next Saturday. Maybe why could come down." And they're like, "How old is he?" I'm like, "He's 11." And they're like, "Oh shit, he's got to be 14." That sucks. So he's got he's gonna have to. But I mean, by the time he's 14. Oh yeah, he's gonna be. Per- so would he have been shooting in provincials? Was that indoor? How did, or is that for? Yeah, that's uh, indoor. Indoor, okay. Yeah, because I was looking at their schedule this year, and I saw that the outdoor, I believe, is in Quenell. Yeah, three D BC games. I guess you got to be fourteen. Oh, that's too bad. But he'll be he'll be ready to go by fourteen. I'm sure. Oh. I mean, even at the Bighorn. What did he oh. score there? Fuck, it was like 392 or something. I'd have to go see if I still had the pictures of the scores. He did unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I love seeing the passion. I love seeing the extra work because you don't see that a lot in kids his age. No, he shoots every day. And I told him, I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, if you want to be good at it, you're going to have to you're going to have to work at it hard. And it's like, like, I can help you along the way, but I can't shoot your bow for you. Yeah. And like nothing extraordinary ever happened from ordinary ordinary effort so like you got you got to put the work in buddy yeah you got to outwork every other person so if you see them doing yeah. something and it's funny because my wife yeah my wife's always like well you know he's only 11 like i'm like well that's fine if he just wants to go out and shoot and just do it for fun then that's fine all i'm saying that if you want to be the best you got to be willing to do to outwork everybody else that's all i'm saying from what I saw, I mean, he's got the passion for it. He loves it. I mean, and if he's wanting to go out, man, that's the hardest part is getting kids to want to go do that on their own 
all the time. Doesn't matter what sport it is, right? Like it's yeah. just getting that that internal drive. I find it's harder and harder to find these days. Um, yeah, well, there, he yeah, but... that's all he wants to do. It's hard. Like I think if I got him a coach, it might be better than him listening to me. Because right, so right now he he was shooting a wrist strap, yeah. and then he went to a handheld. And now we got him shooting, and he's he was having a really hard time because he's really punching the trigger with the thumb release. Oh, gotcha. So I'm like, well, let's try a back tension. So I got him a back tension release to just really like accept the shot and like understand the break, like where yeah. the shot's gonna break. So he he he's still having a really hard time. Like I show him, like, watch my hand, how it and then just watch. Like you're gonna find a point where you're gonna hear the click and you're gonna continue through with that motion pulling. And then it's just going to break, right? And you have, to, and then he's having a really hard time. And so I don't know if it's the way I'm explaining it to him or just like my short, like yeah. my have patience you... or just, so sometimes it's better just to, to get somebody who's not your dad. Yeah. And I'm sure good coaches, especially, I mean, archery is not huge. It's not like hockey or anything like that in BC. So I'm sure it's hard to find a good coach too. Yeah, well, they, we have guys... Chuck. Yeah, like we have Chuck down there. I don't know if he'd be into it. I, I, I think I'm going to ask him, but I think you'd really benefit from listening to somebody else from me, especially yeah. somebody seeing as he wants to get into target archery. And I'm never going to be a target archer. I'm a bow hunter, and that's it. Yeah. And like that's what I told him. Like Wyatt, I'm sure I could, you know, I could throw arrows and be competitive, but I'm not going to. I have no passion to be a target archer. I have a passion to be a bow hunter. I shoot my bow every day. I do everything just to be a bow hunter. Like that's it. But I don't like my time is very limited as it is because your stuff, your brother and your sister's stuff. Like I'm not going to get into something that's going to take my any time away from me doing anything that revolves around bow hunting. So I'm like, you got to understand the way I shoot and the way I do stuff is for bow hunting and target archery is almost a, a different sport than bow hunting completely different so i think he'd be more benefit like it'd benefit him a lot more if he learned from an actual target archer yeah probably would help yeah have you i can't remember if we've talked about it before and i can't remember if it's ultra view their thumb release there there's one out there now it came out this past year it, it does the back tension click plus but it, it's not a back tension release. It just mm -hmm. clicks, mm -hmm. but it's got the thumb release. Mm -hmm. I wonder what, I wonder if that would, as long as it would fit his hand. Cause he's only 11. He's got tiny yeah. hands. Right. So we, I got him a real, like I got him a ladies release and it's still probably a little too big for his hand, but like he got over the click. Like at okay. the beginning when he was at full draw, he was like, when that thing would click, it would scare him. Right. Like he yeah. would flinch and he got over that. I'm like, you just, just keep, Pulling back and just get used to that. Yeah. It'll go away and it's gone. But he just has a hard time. Like when he's at full draw, it's like he just, he snaps it. And he yeah. does the same thing with a thumb release. And he does the same thing with a finger release. He's just really punchy. He's not allowing, like he's not, he, he doesn't understand or I'm not explaining it well, like the break. And I've got him to watch me. I'm like, watch me. And I'm like, do you see how? How I'm pulling on this, and then do you see like I'm pulling, I'm holding steady, and all I'm doing is I'm waiting for the shot to break. 
And then like I get him to watch me. Then we video him. And I show him what he's doing. He's like, okay, yeah, that's totally different. So then he tries it and then it's just it's just not there. I mean, he is only 11. Yes. So lots of learning. Did you, I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember uh, the guy's name. He was on the show. He's from Inside Out Precision. Um, yeah. Keelan? Yes. And he had that great... Tying the knot. The way he tying the knot. It's, yeah. And I've explained that to a few people now, and they get it when I say yeah. that because I'm the same way. I'd be like, "Well, this is what this is what I do. I'm not saying yeah. what I do is is perfect. It works really mm-hmm. well, but that's the best way." And I'm like, "It. You just know as soon as you do it, you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. there. Well, there, and that's there. It that's is. that's what I've been trying to explain explain to him. Like, you're you're constantly when you get to full draw, you're not just like holding it you're not just holding it you're you're applying a little bit of pressure each way yeah and then basically especially with the back tension you're just waiting for that shot to break right you're waiting for that release to that hinge to kick over and then the shot's gonna fall i'm like i'm just trying to get him used to like that motion but it's just like it's tough man it's tough to get like to get him to understand and i mean a lot of it could be too is just reps Yes. Like, you know, me sitting there trying to, someone who shot, I don't know how many fucking arrows I've shot, a lot, trying to explain to somebody who's, you know, shooting, like he's been shooting a bow since he was four, but like, let's be realistic, not really shooting a bow till, you know, like when the kids are young, like my kids all shoot a bow, but they don't really shoot a bow. Yeah. Like they go out and they play with that, right? But they're not focused on like, they're not walking through their steps and worry about their process until, you know, they get a little bit older and they actually start to be like, you know, this is something I love to do. I like, I really enjoy this. I want to be good at it. When they're kids, they're just fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those so, fundamentals down takes you to that. Yeah. They just level. do it for fun. Right. It's just fun. And that's what it's supposed to be to begin with. It's supposed to be fun. But if you want to be good at it, you want to be competitive. You got to take it a little more seriously. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I think my biggest thing now that I have is my hips. I always find my hips end up coming forward, like I lean forward with my hips instead of being centered. Yeah. And I catch myself after it was pointed. I never knew before, but after it was pointed out, that's part of my process too, is just making sure everything is kind of centered before I let go. Not hunting. Hunting is different. Again, you're doing what you can. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, like if I'm aiming down or aiming up or it's a weird position, I don't give a shit as long as my top half is good and I'm comfortable. If I'm not comfortable, I'm trying to get myself comfortable, but yeah, you find that a lot with, with people in, in your case, it, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just probably just inconsistency on shooting a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause you, when you like you're, you're hammering them when you're getting ready for something, but you're not keeping that consistency throughout the year. That's right. And a lot of it comes from, you know, that just forgetting that one simple step in your process. And it's crazy how much it'll throw everything else off. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Well, it's good to hear about your deer. Yeah, man. I like you. doing these podcasts in the morning. I just, I've already did my workout, What have we got seven thirty six now. So, now the day's free. That's good. Not for yeah, me. <laughs> well, I it's got... not. I mean, it's free to 
to get other it's, shit done is what yeah. I, is what I mean. But yeah. I think I'm we're, I'm taking the boys out. We're gonna go check some trail cameras. They're That'll pretty exciting. Stoked. They've been bugging me nonstop to go check. I'm like, we can't go check them every day, guys. Or else there's gonna be nothing on them. Yeah, I'm sure if I had enough, like if I could just imagine Hunter, if there was like, cause he we have a trail camera set up in our front yard. Oh, okay. As soon as he sees a deer, Hunter's like, Dad, we got to get a trail camera. We got to put it up there. I'm like, we're not putting a trail camera up in the park, buddy. <laughs> we're not doing it. Sorry. Like, it's not happening. Oh, Dad, there's a buck. Put a trail camera. I'm like, dude, it's, it's not happening. Okay? That's awesome. Like, yeah. So I'm sure if he had it his way, there'd be trail cameras everywhere he's seen a deer. He'd be throwing a trail camera up there. Dad, guess what I got you for Christmas this year? <laughs> yeah. Pack of three trail cameras. You know where we're going to put them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly that's awesome man hey buddy all right we'll chat later you betcha yeah man ciao see ya